Hey y'all, welcome back to the Motherhood with Maya podcast. I am your host, Maya Thomason. I am thankful to be back another week with y'all, diving into all things motherhood. But this week, it is not just me, um, a fan favorite. My husband is going to be on the podcast today. And we're going to be talking about what we learned in the first year of parenting. So Tate is now 14 months old, so this is a little bit behind. But what we've learned in the first 13 months of parenting, we'll just say that. Because there has been a lot. We are young. We are newbies. You know, just figuring this out as we go. We live pretty far away from family. And so we have just taken things um, as they come. And so it has been so fun and so exciting. And he is a wonderful dad. um, And I am so excited for him to be on the podcast today. So, oh, also, he got a promotion at his job. So... If you listen to this, you can congratulate him because he has a he got a promotion on his job, which is super awesome, and he works so hard to provide for us. So, without further ado, my husband Josiah. Thank you for that encouraging introduction, Maya. I am so excited to be back on this podcast um, and just talk about some things that we have learned over these past fourteen months of parenting Tate. Yeah, it has been a crazy journey. So I guess I will just jump right in with, uh, so we'll kind of, it's more of advice and just like also some facts that we've learned in the first year of parenting. A lot of it is advice. Um, And so the first thing I'm actually going to say is a fact, and that is I did not realize how long the umbilical cord hung out like in Tate's belly. It was there for probably like two to three weeks. And, um, that was something that I did not know. I did not expect. And it was like rough and would cut you. And, um, yeah, if you weren't careful changing his diapers and they'd get your finger or something, Yeah. the older it got, then the drier and crustier and sharper it was. Yeah. Really nasty. Honestly, it was. And our pediatrician was like, just leave it, let it fall off on its own. But it was like hanging on by a thread it was and it was disgusting so that's something I didn't know um what's one that you got I think just how not necessarily easy but kind of easy and boring the newborn phase is yeah so I mean leading up to having a baby you're kind of like freaking out like oh my gosh we're gonna be first time parents like what do we do mm-hmm. need to read up on all this and learn how to do this and that and what if this happens and all that and this and I mean not only were we blessed with a very low maintenance baby and Tate but I mean really during the newborn phase they just sleep yeah and nothing is going to stop them from sleeping so mm-hmm. you just gotta give them milk and let him sleep. Yeah, and I think looking back now, it looks easy because he moves all the time. He's into everything, um, and he's like wanting to go. At, whenever I, whenever we first had him, I was like, "Oh, we're going to entertain him," but there's no entertaining him because he literally slept all of the time. And so, it's just a very different. It was almost anticlimactic. Like you're like, "Oh my gosh, I have this baby," and then you get home, and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Is looking back, then it definitely seems really easy so like for me personally looking back I'm like wow like that was so easy yeah and not what I expected yeah in the moment um I mean there's challenges to every stage but Mm -hmm. 
I think in the moment it definitely it wasn't what I expected it to be. Yeah. You know. You're more just overwhelmed from being tired than you are from yes. the actual care of the baby. Well, once again, if you don't have a colic baby or a baby that um, cries a lot, Tate never really cried that much. No. And so, I, I mean, we were, like you said, we were very blessed with that. And if you have a colic baby, I feel for you and my heart goes out to you because that is so hard. I can't imagine. But, yeah, I just feel like we are more overwhelmed with me, recovery, and sleep, figuring that out. Yes, that was definitely the difficult part was mm-hmm. having our sleep patterns just completely thrown off. Yeah. And it, it didn't help that he came when we weren't expecting it, which, I mean, you can never really fully expect for when your baby will arrive. No, unless but you're we, induced, yeah. Yeah, and we had an induction date scheduled, so mm-hmm. I was just fully preparing for that. And yeah. then we came in the middle of the night, and I was like, oh, yep. well, here we go. Yeah, it and is. It, it was a journey, but... Yeah, it just completely flipped. We were basically up 24 hours straight, and then it just flipped. And then, so. yeah, never got a solid full night's sleep since no. then. So. <laughs> yeah, it was 14 months later. But uh, one that I have um, is the diaper changing hack. And so you'll hear this a lot um, from, like, experienced boy moms is it's, like, a fountain it like they just pee once you take off their diaper when they're first born (laughs) and so a hack that I was told and that I saw a lot online was use a wipe and wipe the top of their belly button and like right around the belly button area and then wait a few moments and then take off the diaper because then they won't pee from the cold air coming out and that's just something I like and I know probably girls do that too, but it's just like common for boy moms to be like, oh, it is a fountain every time you change the diaper. And like, he doesn't do that now, obviously, but whenever he was first born, that was something that. Yeah. We'd always keep a little uh, breast pad handy or, I mean, you can use anything. His, yeah. Yeah. The diaper that they've got on, the, yeah. I mean, a towel, whatever you want to use. Yeah. Just... We just happen to have like an 180 count of breast pads. <laughs> and so we just use that every time, just immediately yeah. cover. So. Yeah. It was always there just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that we've experienced in our first year of parenting is how we think differently about parenting. Yeah. And I mean, no two people are going to have the exact same parenting style or opinions. Yeah. yeah, Opinions or thinking about, um, feeding, um, behaviors, um, honestly day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Just anything that being a parent throws at you from day to day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also as a father and a mother that gives you two um, very different lenses of looking at your child Mm -hmm. Um, ultimately we want both want what's best for him but um, in some of the more day-to-day things then that's where we yeah 100% might have a difference of opinions and not necessarily disagreement or you know an argument about something but just like well hey what about this? Or, hey, what about that? Yeah, there's two ways to skin a cat. And I feel like, you know, the end goal is the same, but we just go at it about differently. And so one of the main things I feel like is that we've experienced is sharing him. Um, Yeah, I think that's the easiest example to talk about. Yeah. Um, So, To me, 
yeah. To me, it is so hard. And I talked about this in a couple podcasts back. It's so hard because it makes me anxious and it feels like I'm literally watching my heart outside of my body. And that's hard to share, obviously. It's hard to share yourself and let alone this creation of yours. Um, And so that's how I see it. But for you... Yeah, I mean, I just... I want to share him with others, with our family, with our friends. Um, I want him to experience their love for him and um, just get to know each other. And uh, that's not to say that that's not what you want. Right. But, you know, you carried him in your body for nine months. Yeah. And you experienced that motherly connection with mm-hmm. him. And so that's really hard for you to... Yeah. Yeah, to be it's able just to see him spend that time with someone else, right? Or, um, just be away from you. Yeah, and that's and that also comes with you go to work every day. You do it right. every day as second nature. Whereas me, I've only left him a few times. You know, it's just different boundaries that we have. That you know, I didn't think I was gonna experience honestly before I had him. I was like, oh, it's gonna be so fun to take him places and to go and do these things. And I remember our friends used to be like, oh, we'll babysit for you guys and all that stuff. And that just never happened, and it didn't work. Yeah, like that, no. You know, and yeah. Once he came, then we found out pretty quick that we we weren't as open to the the babysitting mm-hmm. ideas as we thought we were going to. Be. Yeah, which is to each their own. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know yeah, families and- that do that and love it and that's just our lifestyle you know so Mm -hmm. also do what's comfortable for you that's important to know in this podcast and as you parent you are going to learn you're more comfortable well I'm more comfortable not leaving him but maybe uh having like people come and clean or you know all those things and it's just different lifestyles and different resources um so yeah that's something that we've really discovered since after he was born is just the difference in lenses that we look at it. Also with feeding, um, you know, like whenever he was first born, I had this idea in my head. I always said I wanted to pump and all of that. And then four days into breastfeeding, I was like, we can't do this anymore. And so it's just being able to adapt and learn and experience it and be like, well, I can't do this anymore. So let's try a different route. And Yeah. And that brings us right into our next talking point is don't be afraid to make any adjustments yeah um yeah right on point there with what you're talking about we you know you're trying to do breastfeeding um and obviously that's um ideal for any newborn baby Mm -hmm. but he was just having a really difficult time with latching um during those first few days yeah and so we decided to just switch to pumping and Mm -hmm. trying in a bottle Mm -hmm. Um, because he took it pretty well at the hospital at one time so we wanted to give that a shot and it it worked great and we never looked back after that Mm -hmm. just switched to pumping and giving it to him in a bottle right and that's not to say you know you can't be sad about your switching your plans obviously it's a little bit heartbreaking that it didn't work I mean I didn't think I was going to breastfeed forever I really was open to the idea of pumping but you know, just with anything, you you try it and you're a little bit upset it doesn't work, but you keep going because they still need you and they, you know, and he still needed to be fed. So we had to figure out something. And um, Exactly, yeah. You 
don't be afraid to experiment, to adjust, mm-hmm. to try new things, see what works, what doesn't. Yeah. Um, that's how you're going to learn. That's how you're going to find out what's best for you and your situation and your baby. Right. And also with, so we co-slept for six months, which looking back, if I could do it differently, I probably wouldn't do that. No. Um, but we tried it. And we did it mm-hmm. for six months, and then when we moved to our new house, we bought a crib, and he has loved it ever since. And I feel like he gets longer stretches of sleep since being in his own space. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just something that we tried, and we were like, you know what? We don't really think this is working for our family anymore. We did it at first because we were anxious about him sleeping alone, and then now I was, and then it got to the point where I was anxious of him sleeping with us. I'd like rip the covers, make sure he wasn't <laughs> hiding under it, all those things. Yeah. Um, now he's just such a wiggle worm. Right. Shaking. It'd be impossible. <laughs> he's also 33 pounds and like 32 inches. So like he would... Yeah, he's getting a little too big to share with Yeah, us. it would be impossible to share a bed. But I know a lot of people who co-sleep and they have positive experiences and that helps them. And so really it's just what works best for your family. Um, but that's another example we had. Also, uh, being brave, I would say, is like it that ties in with that because... I was never really scared after the newborn age to go places, but I know a lot of moms who are. I have to get out of the house for my sanity at least once a day, um, and I've noticed it really helps him. It helps socialization now that he's a little bit older and just also helps me clear my head. Um, and so just being brave and being willing and open to try new things. Um, my next point that I wanted to bring up was patience. Um being a parent, you can quite literally never have enough patience, especially since he is at the point of being over a year and he's got big feelings now. Um, and he wants what he wants. Tate is very stubborn <laughs> and also very yeah. opinionated. I wonder where he got that from. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. It's really weird. But, um, and, but he very much wants what he wants and he want, he knows what direction he wants to go and he knows, he knows what food he wants. And it's just, um, very being, independent baby. Right. And it's just being patient and understanding that what is small to us is such a big deal to them. And the, I even mean patient whenever they're little patient, when they won't go to sleep patient, when, um, they're just really having a hard day crying mm. a lot. Just, you can't seem to calm them down. Yeah, like especially whenever he was sick, the first time we experienced that, Mm -hmm. that was very difficult for all of us. Yeah. Um, Your parents were actually here, which made it a little more stressful for us because we didn't want him to wake them up up with us, you know. Um, Yeah, because with Tate, when he's sick, he just like panics that he mm -hmm. can't breathe. And so all night he was just so upset. Yes. And it just tests every ounce of patience that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just want so desperately, you're like, if you just go to sleep, you're going to feel so much better, but you can't yeah. tell him that because he <laughs> doesn't know or understand that. And so, yeah. Yeah. And there'll be times when you're sleep deprived and nothing's working where you feel super frustrated and almost angry at your baby. Right. And that's, that's okay. There'll be times like yeah. that. Um, Obviously, you don't want to, you know, turn that into any Harm. sort of aggression towards them or anything. Yeah. But it's okay to have those frustrated feelings, yeah, um, because They're that's real. a very frustrating situation. Yeah, and yeah, it's 
real. Yeah, and it's also, I feel like, important to experience that because emotional learning how to emotionally regulate yourself and your baby is going to set them up for great um, emotional skills later on in life. Mm -hmm. And so how we handle actions is how they're going to because they learn so much by action just how everyone does we see and we do and so i think it's so important that to in order to be healthy we got to figure out how to deal with those things and um which is i'm not lying to you it's so hard sometimes i'm like if i like i gotta set you down and go to another room and calm down or i'm going to lose my mind and i don't want to do that to him because he doesn't understand like he's one there's there's no comprehension of what he's doing is bad, quote unquote, or wrong, and mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's just having a he's hard time. He's exploring and learning, yeah, so many new things each and every day, and mm-hmm. it's so special to be able to watch that. And you know, the older he gets, then we're gonna be here to help guide him through mm-hmm. those um, new things that he's learning and help him to control his emotions, right, and learn how to express himself. Mm-hmm and vice versa yeah exactly and so it's you are not crazy if you get frustrated with your baby because i didn't realize how often that emotion would come up but it does because you're just tired and worn out and you know what's best for them but they don't you know they're just experiencing all the things and so being patient I cannot, you know, learn how to take deep breaths, learn what helps you calm down before you have a baby or early on in those days because you're going to need it because you're going to continue to experience those hard days and hard moments and you need to be able to be the best version of yourself for them because you're their safe space, you're their comfort, like that's who they turn to after a hard moment is you, so. Something else I like to talk about is um, just living in the moment with your child and soaking in each and every day because no two days are going to look the same Mm -hmm. and the first few years of their life is the fastest they'll grow the fastest that they will change so Mm -hmm. um for me there will be days where i just think back to whenever he's like six months old or whenever he was first learning to crawl um, just the different milestones of his life, and there's there's no going back, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so just soak in each and every day that you can, um, because you're never going to experience that moment of their life twice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's been walking for several months now, um, and there used to be the days where you could just set him down on the ground and he couldn't move. Right. You just sit there and you could go do something else. Or yeah, um, yeah, it, your baby will will grow constantly and mm-hmm. um, just be changing day after day. So don't take any day for granted. Yeah, and um, you know, spend as much time as you can with them and just soak in all the little details that you can mm-hmm. because they're not going to be the same. Nope. Yeah, and especially even just looking back whenever he used to make certain noises and stuff and he doesn't do that anymore. Like he, Whenever he first f- discovered that he could make noises, he'd get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning and would make noises for an hour straight and then go back to sleep. <laughs> and like in that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so hard to be awake right now and for him just to discover his voice. But now, 
looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness, that was so sweet that he would do that. And he would, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy, the perspective of even just a year um, and seeing how different he is. Also, the biggest thing for me is looking in photos and being like, oh my gosh, he was bald. Like, <laughs> Dude, like yeah. even even at Christmas, which was not that long ago, he did not have as much hair as he has now. Yeah, he's been growing in those thick locks. Now. Yeah, and they're curly. It's so sweet. But, <laughs> and it's just crazy because it's like I don't remember him being that bald. <laughs> no. It also doesn't look like now that he has that much hair. But looking back at photos, you're like, man, he's like tripled his amount of hair. Yeah, can... or even like looking back on his first few weeks of life. Yeah. And seeing how thick and dark he had hair. Yeah. And also, he looks not the same at all as no. what he did whenever he was first born. <laughs> yeah. This might sound bad, but I mean, obviously, whenever he first came into the world, then we were overjoyed. He was and perfect. totally in love. Yeah. And thought he was the cutest, sweetest little thing. But <laughs> now, if we were to go back and look at his newborn photos... We're like, what? Like, Oh, he kind of looked like a potato. <laughs> yeah, just just but. a potato that literally couldn't move. And he was perfect. He was yeah. he was joyfully perfect in that moment, but now he's perfect in his own ways and looks less potato. So it's <laughs> it's it's good. Change is good, and he's a good reminder of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is so wild. Also, if you're a new parent and you hear constantly about how your baby looks one way or, oh, it looks so much like that side of the family or, oh, he looks just like his dad, blah, 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 which I hear all the time. Tate does look like you. I know that. (laughs) I can accept that. But I also birthed him. Let me have one or two traits. (laughs) He has plenty of your traits. I Yeah, but if you hear that a lot as a parent, just know that they constantly change looks, okay? So it won't be for long until he maybe starts picking up some traits of yours. So don't let it discourage you. I don't know if discourage is the right word, but it almost kind of bummed me out because it's like, I really did this natural and you're going to look exactly like your dad. Like, are you kidding? You know, (laughs) it's more of what it was. He has your hair and he has a lot of your personality traits. That's true. The more he's becoming himself, the more I'm like, oh, I'm going to parent me. That's literally how this is going to be. He's got your eyes. He's got your smile. Yeah, but whenever he was first born, he looked exactly like your dad, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I wish you could see. But that just adds to your point that babies change. That was how he looked as a newborn, and look at him now. Yeah, it's completely different. And there's, I mean, different photos, different angles. I mean, people will see what they want to see. Right, that's true. We'll go in the store. Well, even today, I went to my appointment, and she was like, oh my goodness, he looks exactly like you. But all weekend from my in-laws, I was like, oh, it is. he looks exactly like, you know, Sai. And it's just so funny how who you saw as a baby um, is going to reflect, like obviously your side of the family saw you as a baby, so they're going to see you. Mm-hmm. And same with my parents and same with, you know, it just it's just silly. Just fun little figuring out who they're going to be is fun and exciting and you obviously want some of you in them (laughs) and so it's just fun to watch but yeah another point I want to bring up and that is super important is um I know that we're sharing our experiences and the things that we've learned but it's also important to note that every single baby just like every single adult is different and so what your baby likes might not be what Tate likes for example he took a pacifier for five weeks 
And that was it. And then he just stopped and would not take one anymore. Um, and Tate loves the car. We've never had problems with driving back to where our family lives because he sleeps the entire time. But I know a lot of babies hate the car or get sick in the car or whatever. Shout out to my nieces and nephews who get sick in the car <laughs> and whenever they drive back to my parents' house. And so it's just what you do for your baby will work and you will figure out what works. Um, we actually, we... It was gross. Like, the shower was <laughs> gross. And so we did not want to put him in the tub. Um, and we, it, you know, we just didn't want to. And this is a great way for your child to get used to running water on their head. Um, we just took showers with him. Like, he, Sai would hold him while he was in the shower. And that's how we would clean him whenever he was little. Honestly, until we lived there. Until we moved out of there, I mean. And he was, like, six months old whenever we moved. Mm-hmm. And it's nice and easy. You killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. And he learned and got used to water running on his head, which I know is a big problem for a lot of babies because it freaks you out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, he honestly loved it. Yeah, he did. Might play a part in why he loves water so much now. That's he true. Knows. Yeah. He does love water. Oh, and another point I have. I just... I, they're coming to <laughs> me now. It's just it's fire all cylinders. All, all cylinders. Um, another thing I wanted to mention, which is kind of like an old wise tale i don't know if it's an old wise tale but it's all the experienced seasoned moms would tell me if your baby is having a hard time get outside or get in water and whenever tate was super little under six months old if i even opened the front door he would literally stop crying i don't know what it was it was a absolute miracle worker but if he was fussy and i couldn't figure out what was the problem I would literally just open our apartment door and he would calm completely down. And I'd spend about five minutes out there and he was completely fine. Now it's water. Now if I turn the shower head on, he completely calms down and is fine. Mm -hmm. Or even just a sink. Yeah. Letting him listen to the water and try to stick his hands in it. Right. And just distract more than anything. It just helps him so much. So get your baby in water. Or get them outside. Whatever is better fitting for you. We live in West Texas, so it's warm nine months, ten months out of the year. So getting outside is not a problem. But one of our last end points, um, maybe, I don't know, I might have more come to me, is you two are a team. You have to do what's best for your family. You have to do what works for your resources that you have, for your job that your husband has for me i'm a stay-at-home mom because that's what works for our family and what would have to work um and i think it's important to note that it's going to look different to everyone outside of your family bubble um and it might even look different than how your parents raised you or how the parenting couple next to you raises their baby and that's okay it's not bad to do that but you two have to together come up with what is best for your family wouldn't you agree yeah and there's no perfect blueprint for parenting and you're just going to figure it out as you go so like we were saying earlier don't be afraid to try new things and that's how you're going to find out what works for you and your family and for each other you also need to be gracious towards one another and towards your baby and have a lot of patience as well there'll be hard days there'll be good days um but 
as long as you're learning from your mistakes and moving forward, then that's you're all you can doing do. the best that you can do. Yep, exactly. That's all you can do as a parent is just keep moving and try to be a better parent than you were the day before. Be patient, be kind, be gracious. Um, and just remember, they are learning so much every single day. They don't know or understand things like we do. They also, they're very smart. I will say that. Babies are very smart and pick up on things. Because that doesn't mean they understand mature topics like how to be empathetic. Or this isn't the time to cry because we are in Target. Or, you know, that we're just going to the car so we can go home. But they don't, you know, they don't understand that transition period. And so it's just being kind and gracious towards your family and understanding that there's a lot going on in that little body. And so they just need you to give them time and space to figure out who they are and figure out what they are doing. So I am so thankful that you guys listened this far. Um, if you have any other things that as a parent yourself or maybe you know, as uh, someone expecting that you think is a good tip that you've learned, please share. Um, I do have social media and I also, I think you can DM me or email me. Um, and I would love to just get those out there and maybe I can make some reels of like what people said so we can keep that conversation going of, you know, what, how we can be better parents and how we can become better parents because we're all learning. Um, thank you guys for mm-hmm. listening and uh, I know everyone loves whenever my husband comes on this podcast, so maybe he'll be back uh, on. I don't know about that. I it's just... my most listened <laughs> podcast. It's the one with you before, so. It's just because it's with a guest. Yeah, so if you guys want him back on, maybe we can plead enough and he'll come back on. <laughs> but make sure you leave a rate, review, follow my social medias. Um, I'm thankful for each and every one of you. I love you. See you next Thursday.